Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SAP. It is your boy, Dave Neal. How are you today? Hanging in there? Super quick intro because we have a long episode for you today. I talked to a buddy of mine, Travis Clyborne. He is a really funny stand-up comedian from Ohio. And, um, you know, he's one of those guys. I heard him talk on stage about an ex, you know, a relationship, some cheating, uh, you know, relationship drama. And I was like, ah, this will be good to talk about on the podcast. So we dug it apart. And uh, what a good chat we had. You're going to love this one. Um, if you're looking to see me, I've got some live shows coming up in New York City. Um, let's see if I got the dates right. June 26th. What's the date today? Hold on. Hold on. Today's the 25th. June 26th and 27th, I've got shows in Brooklyn and in Manhattan, New York Comedy Club, and a few other locations. Go to my um, social media. Go to my Instagram to find out all the specifics here if, if you're in New York. And then the next week after July 4th, I've got shows uh, July 6th and 7th at Comedy Connection in East Providence. I'm going to be featuring, doing a nice long set. So if you live in Rhode Island or anywhere in New England, come to those shows. It'll be a ton of fun. Let me know if you're coming. I might have a guest list. I'll put you on it. And again, as always, share with your friends. Share this podcast. Um, do it do whatever you have to do to subscribe rate and review Um, every little bit helps get our name out there we're looking for new listeners if this is your first time listening i don't know let me know what you think sexactuallypodcast.gmail.com send us some love what what's working what's not Uh, keep it positive (laughs) if it doesn't work shut the fuck up anyway uh you're gonna love this chat super honest talk i had with uh my buddy travis clark All right, let's get right into it. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. This app, we got a sign. You like that? You're my Vanna White. Thank Travis you. Clyborne, what's happening? How you doing, buddy? Oh, shit, I just realized my coffee. You, are you close enough to my coffee? <laughs> I prepared everything except, boy. Oh, I'm sorry, dog. <laughs> I just murdered your dog. Do you think that the dog has to sit in between? Like, he just, he's like the number one wingman out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's always one foot away from you. I'll wake up in the morning and like try to step out of bed and I step on his face. No, <laughs> He's really. like, all right, we're, let's get up then. <laughs> this is my morning. Yay. Welcome, man. Well, thanks for having me. So bro. this is a broadcast today. This is going to be uh, just a couple bros. Word. So we met um, in the last couple months at uh, my new favorite hang, the fourth wall. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you, so I, I always, uh, when I always have a new comic on, I always know like just enough about someone from what I've heard them talk about on stage. Right. So I, here's what I know about you. You're you're recently broken up and you're from Ohio. Yes. Yeah. Those that, are, that's my starting point. That's your starting point. Welcome okay. to singlehood. Not that I'm single, but welcome to. <laughs> right. Right. There's a there's a level of um, reminiscing I have when I'm like, oh, single. When you're like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. go to the gym today, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. I know. And no one's gonna ask you when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that feel like to be out there free? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm kind of, uh, it sounds great in theory until you're just so single, you know? Like, are you are you at so single level? Not really, but it's getting there. Uh, it doesn't help that like my living situation's weird because me and my ex, you know, we live together. And so now I'm like either living at Joe's or in a van. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like. It goes to show what dudes will do to uh, be single. Yeah, Sometimes. absolutely. Yeah, because uh, a lot of people's misconception because I'm living in like this weird touring van. Um, a touring van is the best type of car to live in. Yeah, absolutely. Not, it's I not mean, a car. It's a it's a van. You've yeah. got legroom. It is exponentially rapier, though. 
Yeah. Uh, you have the little curtains in the windows? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like faded from they're the sun. They're tinted, too. So there's enough windows to make it 50% less ripey than like a full-on panel van. Do you have a... Um, do you like... Because I live next to an elementary school, so I want to make sure that you're allowed to be near children. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's weird. I live next to an elementary school in a, in a gay bar, and there's nothing against gay bars, but whatever the fuck they do at this gay bar <laughs> is like weird shit. Oh, is it one of weird. those? You just... The next morning, there's needles on the ground and, and oh, condoms, and they're like, or at least they're sort of safe, I guess. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess shady bars come in all shapes and sizes. They do, yeah. Uh, but no, I uh, I just park next to Fourth Wall all the time because they got the gated area. That's nice. And most of the time, I just walk everywhere since you know. But it makes you realize, it. like, what? Like, you don't have to pay rent right now. Yeah, it's pretty you're getting dope. over. So, so what? So, did you move into her place? Let's no, un- let's uh, unpack this. How did how did we get to living in a van? Let's see. I and there's no shame at all, by the way. No okay. shame. Uh, this is basically a a a, a van without wheels. My studio apartment. Oh, <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. close to a van. Well, uh, plus I've, I've met I don't know how many comics that uh, have lived in their car for years and stuff like that. So at least I have a mattress and shit Jim like Carrey, that. right? Yeah, he for years. It was Joe Menente, the owner of Ford. Oh, really? Yeah, he lived in his car for a full year. Um, Erickson, he lived in his car for like six months or something yeah. like that. And uh, Joey Diaz keeps telling me, like, yeah, dog, I was fucking homeless for years. He <laughs> like, was. Yeah, living in his car. Um, but I, me and my girlfriend got together. We, I lived in Virginia, Virginia Beach area. She's Virginia from is for lovers. That's what they say. That's what I've heard. Um, so appropriate that we got together there. And it was one of those things where we, our common goal was to, mine was to get back to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And hers was to just move to California in general. And so we moved out here, um, got a studio apartment. And then uh, things slowly unraveled and uh, just sort of weren't working out anymore. Why, so w- w- who decided that she was keeping it? Uh, I'd le- I'm the one who left. Uh, it was one of those breakup conversations that was like, okay, we can either talk about this uh, or I'm fucking gone. And then uh, she left, and I was like, "Word, me too." Oh, she didn't want to. She didn't want to communicate. No, to, to, no, to resolve things. Garbage or? communicator, and that's coming. Well, from that's a, a big deal. Really that's a big deal to me. I, yeah. I don't. I never claim. And this is again a microcosm of probably what would be very beneficial to society. Yeah. I don't ever claim to have answers, but I want to talk. Yeah. And I feel like it's like with society or relationships or family, it's like we don't need to have the right answer, but we need to talk because yeah. by not talking, you're like a, like a pond. You're just going to be still water and you're going to create some disease that you're going to. Yeah, true. And like every, like we would, we would usually, I think that what prolonged the relationship was that every now and again, we'd finally both break down and she would actually talk about something or at least let something out. You know what I mean? But then it just got to a point where like she just didn't want to talk about anything anymore. Because it was like almost the same goddamn conversation over and over and over again. Which was what? Mainly it was, um, I don't know. I think we'd just grown pretty indifferent to one another's How existence. How long were you dating for? Two years. So you moved So you moved from Virginia to L.A.? Yeah. You made that decision together? Yes. Did, what was her plan for L.A.? Did she have one? Well, she, she's got a degree in graphic design, but I think she just wanted to not be in Virginia anymore. Yeah. And she'd always, I think, romanticized the idea of California. She's always liked the idea of, like, San Diego, San Francisco, sure. something like that. And then, like, you know, I had a bunch of connections here. So I was like, hey, get, let's fucking, you know, give L.A. a try. Um, and I think she was having a lot of trouble finding her own way in this city because it's... Um, it's if, a lonely town if you don't have, like, a, yeah. a mission... Yeah, exactly. And if you don't have a thing that you're out here to do... Um, this channel will drive you nuts. Yeah, because she has 
three different jobs in just the year and a half um, we've been here, just trying to find a place here and there. Um, and if she's pretty introverted too, um, which can be a good thing. So 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 um, it can be. I, I I my girlfriend's super introverted, and for those listening, they know everything about my relationship right. with Tasha, and you know just probably what I've said on stage, yeah. which is you know you know, and she knows this. My, my side of the story, I'll always you know go for the joke on stage, but right. I I try to be the victim to like yeah. to, not not to I never want to say like I'm I'm a victim, but I try to be the the guy who's the damsel in distress in the joke. You know, right, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I can't be like fuck her. You know, I've got to be the one who's like, oh, I'm an asshole. But um, it's interesting yeah. dealing with someone who's introverted because, like I mentioned before we went on air, like sometimes I'll, I'll, she'll have an issue with something and think it's something I did to her. Or like, right. I, it's almost like her environment is so, um, needs to be so specific that if the sound, smell, or temperature is off, from a very small it's like this i put it this way she's like a field goal that's four feet wide and i'm the no. field goal kicker with bad accuracy right. and i'm like i really just want to kick a good fucking field goal but right. you're setting the bar is the goalpost very narrow right now and that's right. what it can be like to live with someone who's not of the same sort of energy or vibe as you right like was like were you like were there issues that you like couldn't avoid just by co you know just living together well, I think we worked well as a team, but more as like it was it was weird. It kind of the relationship over the last year devolved into us being like just two friends that lived together. Because we did everything well and we worked well together, but at the same time on a uh I don't know, relationship or romantic front, it's just like we just didn't have any of the same energy whatsoever. Which happens. Yeah, and it it can happen. Uh you can either grow together or grow apart, that whole fucking yeah. cliche. That's the whole um, thing with the sap. That's our yeah. our dumb tree right here. Is yeah. that you grow either grow together or like you know, with each other, or one yeah. overshadows the other one and kills it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's one thing. If, if one of these roots takes takes root and becomes the master tree, the mm-hmm. other one wilts and dies. Exactly. Out of resentment or whatever, and that's and that's the giving. And then the giving tree. It's like if one's just trying to give to the other, they're just going to reduce themselves to a stump. Like you just gotta, yeah. Gent. I, and I'm okay with like gentle codependency, gently leaning on each other, right. but to the point where if one falls away, when one pulls away, the other one doesn't fall over. You just yeah. go, oh, oh, okay, and then you're yeah. back on your own feet. Because I've been that guy who's totally super give up everything I everything for me for the other person, and then they mm. pull away, and I'm just like. I've got nothing left. Yeah, that's what happened to me when that uh, my first relationship, the one where I was engaged and we lived together and stuff like that when I was much younger. Like and how two, old were you for that? Uh, we lived together from the ages of eighteen to twenty, almost twenty-one. So two uh, and a half. Everyone listening is going, oh, 18. Yeah, no. So you basically started dating out of high school. Um, yeah, like pretty much right after we, uh, I graduated, she was still in high school. And you're saying you were co- you were super codependent in that oh, relationship? Oh, like, a, yeah. And I'm still, I still have codependency issues for sure. Well, you're a comedian. Yeah, exactly. I think like, it's, I think it's, I, I look at it this way. I'm proud that I care about others. I am. But I have to remember like, okay, you know, like I got to look at the scale sometimes and go like, okay, I'm way outperforming. Right. And not getting enough love in return. Sometimes, you know, sometimes where I'm like, yeah. and then, and then codependence will give so much to somebody and then get resentful. Like, like, like I said, I had to go yeah. pick up Tasha at the airport at 2 a.m. And I'm like happy to do it. But I'm also like, I know she's not going to drive me to the airport when I have to go tomorrow. Well, because right. I'm going to leave my car at a friend's place where there's no street sweeping. There's a whole thing behind it. But it's like, right. but I'm also like, I, I didn't just drive you to the airport at 2 a.m. to then have you come home and tell me 
what's wrong with the place. Like, come on, acknowledge, I helped you. Yeah, I know that. (laughs) Yeah, especially, yeah, when you, especially as comics, you know, you get a lot of your gratification. Ten minutes in, I made it all about me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Just keep track. People will go, oh, Dave's super narcissist. Yeah, well, I just, okay, I'm aware of it. I'm sorry. Anyway, back to your codependency. (laughs) It's like, well, how would it surface? Were you just not pursuing your own, your own passions or? Yeah, it was interesting because like, I don't put any of that blame on her in any way, shape, perform it's not like she was um like telling me i couldn't like she, she, if anything she was really encouraging me doing comedy and me doing anything pretty much anything to get me away from her you know what i mean yeah uh, <laughs> but uh i just had some i always get some weird mental obligation to like be around even if i don't need to be around you know what i mean uh, so like, you feel like guilty if you're say out at a mic late yeah. and you when, when you could be home on the couch with her yeah exactly um because, you know, I know she likes attention, too, but I feel like... Well, you were talking about this on stage the other day, the whole love language shit. Don't bring like up that. anything I say on stage. <laughs> no, you're right. No, no, yeah, you're negative. right. Love language. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm no. a piece of shit. That was fun. That that afternoon mic was yeah, really Yeah, that 15-minute mic. It's it's nice. I feel like I feel like most people who do that mic end up just breaking down and telling people all like too many things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you, didn't, you didn't do that. Though. Well, I'm okay. I'm okay being like, look, I... What... My pains and my weaknesses are all on the inside. Oh, yeah. They're not. This isn't. I don't. I don't pretend. Yeah. Maybe maybe on Facebook because I don't really like want to get into shit. But I like. I don't pretend to have my shit together. Right. You know. And like love languages is the only thing that is spelled out for me what it is that I yeah. want that I need because I've always like th- looked at like giving people like gifts. Get you know like get things that. I would want to give them because that's what I would like, like a lot of compliments right. and gifts. That, and then the, in return, I'm like, oh, that's what I want. I want quality yeah. time. Yeah, like, no, that I, never even occurred to me. I felt like we we both spoke two different, or maybe three or four different, you know, languages or whatever. Like what I thought was um, enough or was the right like language to speak or whatever, just didn't translate right. And like same with her, like she would do things that uh, weren't that important to me, but for her, she was. It was like and probably she could have, and, and, and I'm sure, like to give her credit, probably had no idea why you weren't grateful for things you didn't even know you were being given. Yes, one hundred percent. Just like you don't even know, you don't know what you don't yeah. know, and and, you, and until you have those breakup arguments, and then like she would like start listing all these things she didn't know. I was like, I, I don't, I didn't understand so do you, that, that was. Could, a, are you aware of what she was trying to give you? Like, yeah, does it make sense now? In a way, yeah. And even um, if you are aware, it doesn't mean. It helps. Yeah. You can be like, oh, all right, well, they're trying, but like in the end, it's not what you need. Yeah, precisely. And it's just, it's one of those, like, I, I never um, discredit everything that she did in any way because, like, I'm, if we weren't the people we were, it'd probably work out better, which, I mean, is, is why most people break up to begin with, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not like she, she was probably the most normal, nice human I've ever dated for sure. Um, especially because I've tried to date a lot of like actresses and stuff like that. No offense to <laughs> all the actors. Well, actors, uh, comedians, we're all searching for sort of love and respect. And someone yeah. said it on a different podcast. I'm going to be ripping them off that like you come to Hollywood lo- like looking for your mom's approval or your oh, dad's yeah. approval. You just yeah. come like looking for fucking approval. It sounds so pathetic, but I think it's worth saying because I think you could break that down in a lot of industries. I like. You know, like my sister, my sister's got four kids and she's a mom now and like, like, and I'm sure she, and she loves it, but there's also, I'm sure she's looking for my mom's approval. You know what I mean? Like we're all looking for that weird thing. It's kind of like 
sort of how the the human sort of race survives is like hmm. needing that incur that 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 drive to be better and right. and it comes at a cost if the other person doesn't appreciate it or and you know in a lot of relationships the only way you learn is through breakup and then you try again with another person and if you don't learn what it is you need you'll spend your whole life being a fucking bitch yeah. hating people for not giving you the, and it's like in 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 the end you're just some ba- like a baby who's crying because they don't know if they want to be burped or fed you know what i mean right yeah yeah no, we all absolutely. just want our asses wiped yeah and it's important to figure out what you need to make yourself happy so what do you in need in general what do you need from uh what's your Give me your love language desires. <laughs> Two bros, tell me what love you need. Bro, what love do you need? Uh, you looking at me, bro? Just tell me what love you need. Don't be gay. Don't be gay about it. You know the gay about telling another bro what kind of love I need? Hold you my hand. Know? Now, hold my hand. Tell me what love you need. Light, it, light that candle. Burn some sage. You need affirmations? Yeah, for sure. Uh, physical contact, like a motherfucker, too. Oh. It's like, I, I need cuddles. I'm a fucking giant wow. child. <laughs> Ladies. Because of that. Get this guy. I know. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's weird because I feel like whatever weird hole is in me, I've always been attracted to girls that are like either physically or complimentarily gifted. That's not even a word, but you know what I mean? Like people who can't speak those languages yet. I'm like trying to get it out of them or something. It's almost like I've got some weird need to challenge myself to even make. But that's fair though. That's fair because you're not like I've had, I've had girls that they'll blow you and, and give you a hot towelette and a espresso after. That's 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 too specific to be not true. And you go, well, what the fuck? This is amazing. Where eh, bored. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's like, well, and and what I'd give for for my relationship now to be like, oh yeah, make me an espresso and a hot yeah. towel on my balls after you blow me. That <laughs> yeah. would be nice. But yeah, it's like that's not gonna fucking yeah. happen. <laughs> well, you know, if you find a girl that speaks one of your languages and then speaks none of the other ones or something like that, like I've had a lot of those instances where it's, uh, especially if like, you have a great sexual relationship and it's like, oh, also you're impossible to fucking talk to. So yeah. then you can't get any uh, quality time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic in, in the a sense. Word. Yeah. Word. Well, ladies, I'm hopeless <laughs> in the sense that I do believe I do believe that it is a language and it is a muscle to be learned. And if you can't do it now, I mean, what what are we on this flying rock for if it's true. not to build and be better people? And this is true for dealing with your parents, dealing with the relationships that never progressed. It's like, well, let's stop blaming our parents because the, the hand they were dealt, sure, they've ruined the environment and they fucking crashed <laughs> the economy and they all bought homes yeah. for 20 grand. Sure, congrats. But they were raised by you know World War Two. They couldn't hug, and they they just they're, yeah. they're just we're all just you know the result of some shitty situation. But our generation, we're seeking. I, I truly believe we're seeking, and we're like looking for like how to how to like I'm looking for how I can communicate with my mom in a way because it's not about. It's it's about what she needs mm. in in a in a mother son relationship, not about what, not about my neediness. And it's like the tables are fl- it's like all flipped now. Right. When you start thinking about it, and it's and because I'm I, you know I'm, I'm going home this week, and I'm thinking like I really want, and I really want this trip home to be 
super special. I want to. I don't want to just go go home and start picking fights with people because that's right. what you kind of do is you start picking fights with people. Right, right. Like you family know? members. And stuff oh yeah, like yeah. And I'm right. a likable guy, but I'll pick a fight. I call my mom and like she's kind of like the person I complain a lot to. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, she doesn't need to hear this, but she's just like she does. She listens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's right. like you know, I don't know, but so I do believe that with love languages and we're able to learn. Like I'll like with Tasha, I'll never. I'll never need, or at least right now, I don't need what she needs. Mm-hmm. But I've learned that, that that that's what makes her happy. So it's become a little bit easier to be like, okay, well, I can still give her my love languages that make me happy, but it might not translate. But I also have to give her what makes her happy. Right, yeah. I don't know. It's It's tough because I definitely know she struggles with basic, like, affirmations. I, I, I yeah. want to open a school of how to compliment others. Yeah. Dave's school for complimenting others. I always think that's interesting that people don't know how to do that. My ex is, is, is was like that, like just no concept of how to like use a, use words to make another person feel. better. Doesn't it feel great? I compliment yeah. you from the stage. You got the big forearms. You got the you're you're yeah. Look at this dude. I'll give you like nice eyes. You know, yeah, like, yeah. it's like a gay, it's a little gay. So whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I, my buddies like. I'm always like. I just I just bleed like this gratitude. It, 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 it's it's a it's a it's it's about having the gratitude for for whatever it is you appreciate in somebody else. Yeah. But also letting them know because like I've got oh, I've got friends who have yeah. died and I'm like boy I would have loved that last phone call even yeah. though like they 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 knew how much I loved them and right. how much they meant and all this but it's like it's still like th- there's no. Uh, yeah, you- endless amount of time to to get around to telling your dad, hey man, f- yeah. thank you. I think about that a lot too. Yeah, the I think that because I'm also ultra complimentary, which I think is why it's also one of my love languages or whatever. Because it's like uh, I don't know if I see something that is good or that I like, I just say it out loud. But I feel like so many people have a problem just verbalizing that emotion. You're not honey dicking somebody. Compliments are free. Yeah. I, I, don't get me wrong. There's compliments that are self-serving. You know, yeah. we all we all suck the dick of the industry once in a while. Good set, bro. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? Or it's, I, I don't... Um, I see a lot of people do flirty compliments that, like, it seems like you're not... Like, not, like, trying to fuck somebody, but trying to, like, get something via flirting. And be yeah. like, oh, you're so handsome. Yeah, right. And, there's and there's manipulating, yeah. for sure. But that's, you know, if that's what you have to get to also receive decent compliments like i love nothing more um you know like like the fourth wall the the, the mic that we go to i've I've met people that afterwards they go oh dave like i loved like that was great and this and that and it's yeah i mean i don't have anything to offer them and i i just i appreciate it i've learned to appreciate a compliment it's tough sometimes to have a compliment like um i had uh i had to show the yoohoo room and um and it and it went and I did all my new dick jokes. That's all I know working on is these stupid dick jokes, right? <laughs> Which is weird because like that's not I've never done this many. It's kind of blue, whatever, light blue dick jokes. And um, and after the show, and it was a bunch of non comics. And after the show, I go like walk out to my car and some and like there was a group of people and they were. And they were like some like I kind of like like double takes and they're like oh Dave oh you were you were great and the other one's like yeah you were amazing nice. and it sounds so stupid to say because I know like with comics we kind of shame each other for being like oh dude you killed you know yeah. whatever but it felt so good and it was oh, yeah. a stranger giving it to me with no motive yeah other than to tell me I did a good job that's the best man yeah because um, stranger compliments me and JoJo <laughs> with that fan did the uh, Ice House it was the first ha- uh, show I've done for a while in front of like a, just a f- full of strangers and just like 
like standing outside smoking and then people would like walk by oh my god you're so great i'm just like it's slowly filling the hole inside (laughs) (laughs) i feel warm and it sounds so pathetic on on this like pride level but it's Mm -hmm. not we all need it i i look at i look at tasha and i go i go your inability to and she knows this i'm not talking shit but like i was like i go look at her and go your inability to give a compliment how 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 sad must it be for you to grow up in in the years where you kind of developed who you are not feeling like you were given those you mm. know what i mean that's all it is if you can't give compliments if you can't affirm others you, you weren't affirmed them. and that's yep. like that's that's when you find those types of people where where they're lacking in what they can give to you and you just hug them harder because you're like fuck yeah. man and i don't know if and and again there's things i lack uh, two that I probably don't even know about. I I too was abandoned in ways growing up that like my mom to the best of her abilities couldn't control. Like single right. mom, like so so for me, yeah, I want I want like a lot of that touch. I don't even. That's not even the first thing. I think I think when you solve one issue, it's like I it's like building IKEA dresser, right? You right. Well, you build one fucking shelf plate thing at a time, and then at the end you see if it looks like what it's supposed to look like. Oh, right. And with with a lot with the uh with the love languages like right now the affirmations it would be nice to to get more of those but also the physical touch would be nice and right. and dating a girl who's maybe slightly a germaphobe doesn't oh, yeah. touch me to the level at which you know like we'll have battles and I, i'm sure this is common in relationships where we both want the other one to touch uh, uh you know what i mean it's like right. we both want to be touched and there's no we so it's almost like you know the only solution is to go to like a massage parlor and sit next to each other while some strangers <laughs> touch us. <laughs> yeah, I think um, kind of. I'm, I'm. I find myself attracted to girls that didn't get enough attention to, or like cause my ex. I, I heard dad for sure was full Rain Man. Like he had Aspergers for sure. Like yeah. he was just super fucking weird. So like distant in every way, shape, and form, but still kind of there. You know what right. I mean? So I felt like. Like, never got any compliments or affirmations, even though her mom, her mom was super complimentary. But, like, still, I think, like, one, if one key element in growing up is missing, then it can just kind of fuck with your whole, yeah, your whole head. And then then you're building armies and pyramids Mm -hmm. and shit just to fucking get that satisfaction. Yeah. I haven't been complimented much from Tasha's parents. And that's a weird thing because, of course, I want her approval, but I want to, I want them. Tasha's oh, yeah. sister has told me, Dave, you're great for her. Like, we're so yeah. happy you're part of our Which family. Which is great to hear, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. But her yeah. sister's more like me, where, like, she was, like, the extrovert sort of athlete, oh, always okay. putting herself out there. The thing I've battled with Tasha is, is you know, which is insane, this fear of that she has of putting herself out there. This Sports Illustrated casting video that I like made her make yeah. was something that she did not want to do. Really? Did not want to do. She's a fucking model. Yeah. She and didn't. She does, and she had a very right? hard time. And she, she's, she'll be open with it. She had a very hard time with some of the angles. And like mm-hmm. I, and we made like a beautiful video. And I, I, I encourage everyone who's listening to go to her Instagram and send her a compliment. Because I get, I get nothing but love when I see strangers compliment her. Especially right. when people that listen on the podcast, they go, we listen no. to you on SAP, uh, you know, so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. I love that. Right. I lo- there's no, like, hoarding the compliments. Everyone, I want everyone. I right. love when people write in and say they love her. This and that. I'll fight a war for her. But um, it was interesting that she has felt like 
nervous to put herself out there. And I'm like, there, your potential is so amazing for what you can do if mm. you're not afraid of strangers' judgments. Now we, yeah. now, we, as comics... We literally have strangers judge us. But we also, we've also learned how to parlay the, it in a way that I think we can survive in most comedy rooms. And we right. can, like, we've learned to take all that failure and keep getting up. Yeah, true. And we have to deal with um, sometimes rejection from, like, from here to there. If you're performing, like, at a mic and the stranger is just staring at you blank-faced as you bury your soul and tell jokes. So that we do have to compartmentalize it in our brains and kind of, yeah. like turn off that uh i had this dude this dude kept yelling next at every one of my jokes fuck that guy i got him kicked out of the club and he was wasted i mean dude i could have been saying like it could have been like bill burr up there next Mm -hmm. the dude wasn't like and i was getting laughs by everyone else like to the point where they all cheered and got him kicked out but it was like nice and and i was okay with that because he was drunk and it wasn't like a dude it would have been worse if someone sat through my whole set and, and was like very honest about why they didn't like it but he was like oh, a fucking right. so much of an asshole i was like this isn't even a thing right. and then but like it's interesting what we let in as critiques and yeah but we're we're i mean by no means bulletproof we're here talking about how much of a lo- how losers you know we are <laughs> for the little things we need the little touch and this and that yeah. but it's true yet, yet we can go up in front of 400 people and um and 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 kind of good or bad survive that yeah, and that's something that that again is learned. Some mm. sometimes you know I was kind of happy. I was going to try to do stand up in college for yeah. this talent show, and and a, and a fraternity brother told me he was like, "Look, man, I don't think you know how hard it is to do stand up." Oh, yeah. And he, of course, never done it before. But right. he, so I was actually convinced not to do it. So I didn't start it for six more years. No um, shit. Which is fine. Maybe yeah. I would have. Again, it was horrible for him to sort of like shut me down like that right. even though his intentions were nothing but good um but also maybe i would have bombed in, oh, in front of this big audience always yeah yeah in front of this big hostile kind of drunk audience maybe i would have ate but shit like college colleges i mean most most pros won't even do colleges anymore oh yeah <laughs> and, and who knows maybe it would have gone well and i would have been six years ahead i don't know but but also but yeah. to look at it like who knows why like what, what sort of incubator we need to become to to get to this next level because a lot of people i'd say probably half of people who have ever tried stand up do it once or twice and then don't do it we just yeah. see the people that keep on showing up but there's you know thousands i've done stand up oh, yeah. with that like try it and they go okay that was cool and they kind of either scratch whatever itch they needed or right. they just decided it wasn't for them or they bomb so bad they go back into fear and don't try right. it for another 10 years you know oh yeah living out here especially uh, when i worked as a mover i'd get a lot of people like oh you do a stand up my roommate does stand up and it was just some actor that has gotten on stage maybe yeah. three or four times so like, and that's the thing anyone can do it anyone can yeah. try it and, and again microphone. i don't uh, no judgments but like so with her it, it's just like you're a professional like this is what you do i yeah. just want the world to see it right. and I, if i'm guilty of anything it's and, and again and she loved the outcome of of it mm-hmm. i think i think she was just so nervous about about her own self-image and mm-hmm. i don't mean to say that like when i see people that are nervous about their own self-image i pity them because yeah mm-hmm. i too there are things i get sort of like hung up on too but not nearly to the extent where like i'm proud and maybe delusional at what i'm doing right you know so i just so for her to like hyper analyze it's it's like the, the 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 saying that i've been saying with her is just like that perfection is the enemy of good and that's all True. it just it's 
We, we, we have to fail in front of people. We don't get to practice the piano for a year and then play a song at a recital. We oh, yeah. fail our new jokes in front of people. And then we kind of like shit on ourselves. And we've learned how to like, you know, bomb gracefully. Like, you know, the right. Buzz Lightyear, like what's it? Falling with style or whatever, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. whatever <laughs> is it falling with style? Oh, whatever yeah. his saying was. It's like we've learned how to parlay whatever fucking failure we have into like shitting on ourselves and, and making it work on stage. But I, and I get, again, I don't have a job where like my all that matters is my my face and my body you know like i don't have that thing but i just i would give if i could give her a pill that let her see what i see i think she would be so free from all this oh it's hard to do that though it's hard to like i get hung up on little things about myself especially like you know in this like especially doing the live stream that we've been doing and whatnot you have to look at yourself far too fucking often what do you get hung up on i get hung up on um maybe my weight because i've just been so heavy and I, and even the more weight i lose i still don't see it and stuff like that if anything actually ellen doyle's got a great bit about it like fat girl confidence or whatever when she says like when she was heavy she had all this confidence when she started losing weight um like she became less confident because all she could do is focus on her physicality so really like i thought i looked better three months ago than i do now even though i've lost like 50 fucking pounds so clearly Jeez. that's not true but it's more of the more you start looking at yourself the more you start focusing on it so i, I don't even know how your girlfriend stays sane because she doesn't uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for letting her think so no she's no but i mean like it's yeah. a daily it's a it's a it's like a meditation yeah. and not that she's meditating but it's like we need and again I'm, I'm i'm with her on this we need to like wipe out the social media i'm starting yeah. to I, I did a thing like last year where i would stop having my cell phone in bed at night Smart. and it dude it is it it, it it grows legs and it walks into bed and they go oh but it's my alarm fuck you fuck yeah, you no. it's your alarm but yeah. it is but it, then i'm looking you know staring at a screen and then just seeing everyone's highlight reel when i'm supposed to be recharging my soul fuck this yeah and i'm and i'm in the trenches it's not it's a battle and it's like no you no one feels good about looking at that shit nobody well yeah i think millennials are really having a problem with uh shutting the fuck off um like you know just stop absorbing and information and compare stuff. yourself today to y- yourself yesterday yeah. and be better tomorrow mm. but like i can't and there, i'm sure there's someone who scrolls facebook and looks at my life and goes Ugh, if i only had dave's life you know what i mean i think about that a lot because um especially like being from such a small town and stuff like that and like when people are like man so cool what you're doing out there i'm like is it yeah is it really? <laughs> I, like, I had no idea <laughs> and that's and that's on them to reconcile who, yeah. what they're doing and yeah. because we also have to like look i'm not going to stop creating and putting my stuff out there it's up to other people to like take it with a grain of salt or context and realize right. that this podcast doesn't mean that my life's all together it's right. just like this is me opening the book and showing you that like uh, we're 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 talking communication we're talking expressing love and gratitude because that's what the hardest thing is to do in the world and when you're yeah. when money and all those other things i mean which is so crazy like i, I posted something that like there was an article that like if you once you make one hundred seventy-five thousand the more money you keep making, your happiness doesn't go up any higher. And oh, really? someone, this girl, Lauren, she was like, I disagree. And which is totally fine. Maybe her threshold's 400,000 or whatever it is. But right. at some point, you're not going to be happier. Don't get me wrong. If I was making six figures or something right now, my happiness yeah. would go up to a point where like I would, I would like, like a, a little pressure off, a little more right. hiking and less side jobs. And totally. Yeah. But also like it, like in the end, 
uh, a million dollar check isn't going to make me any funnier or 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 do the things that I need to that, that to propel myself to the next level. Right. And and once you get real with yourself on that, you stop glorifying like all the beautiful things. Like I rode in my buddy's Tesla the other day. It was fucking fantastic. Okay. And then That's and then after good. I had to move my car out of the way because it was blocking his garage. So yeah. we took his car for a spin in his Tesla. Then I had to get. Then it parks itself into his driveway. Into <laughs> it, it literally like has a mode where it just and it drives itself. And then after that, I had to go move my 04 Toyota back in it. And it was like, you know, sounded like this chitty, chitty, bang, bang car, yeah. like steampunk engine. And, but, but I'm like, I'm fucking grateful for that car. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that, that's, my, that, 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 that's my guy right. that gets me around and right. has my, like, life. You yeah. know, in, like, cars for me, that's like my ride or die. That's what keeps me sane. And that's I'm yelling into the fucking seat cushions. And that's my fucking... I'm, there are tears and, oh, yeah. and blood and boogers on, in that car <laughs> in no particular order. But, like, yeah. So, I don't know. When it's this whole, like, idea that someone else has it better. And with Tasha, she's killing it right now. But also, I want her to be at the level where... I don't know. I don't want it to be like a Band-Aid fix where like, well, then she wins Sports Illustrated. So then like everyone loves her. I want her right. to know that the, the, the job wasn't getting selected. The job was putting your video out there. Right. You know what I mean? Just and, getting yourself out there more. And the things that stress her out are like the production side of things because mm-hmm. like, well, we're not going to shoot it on some shit phone. And she just – she wants it to look great. Well, I was like, right. all right. I got my boy Kevin. He's a cinematographer. I'm gonna run the bounce card with my buddy Gooch. We're gonna we have pro audio. Yeah, Gooch and I are like old old roommates. That's his real name, Gooch. Ben oh, Gooch. This, this, and he's a dude that like no shortage of appreciation and gratitude when I tell him like he spends four hours with me editing it. He's right. like my boy. He picks me up when my car when I get in a car accident, drives across town, like dude's just there. Yeah. Dude, like like just a great guy. So like I'm able to help her out with like don't stress out over these things. Just be you on camera. Right. Just just help me decide which bikinis you want to wear. Yeah. It just just be and then and then there was this moment where we're on the beach. We shot it on Tuesday. We're on the beach. I got my JBL speaker playing this like Miami uh, DJ ultra mix. It's like you know whatever, and yeah. it's like you know beaches are loud, just windy and shit. So like we're blasting the music, but like not bothering anybody else. It's like right. afternoon. We were gonna shoot into the into the uh, right before sunset. We have a lifeguard tower to ourselves, and like it was great. And if and in that moment, she would have been so mad at herself if she had decided not to put herself out there like right. the reward that she got by putting herself out there i just want to make sure she sees it right and doesn't worry about the next step because like the ne- the next step doesn't matter like you did the work and with comics i don't know like it's just easier for us to do the work to show up we're not yeah. we're not being selected we're I don't know. We're being selected in some ways, like the industry decides, you know, but in the end, it's like, if you're funny, you're funny. And you, yeah. the longer you do it, the funnier you get. And, yeah. and with and her, it's like, get funnier is to keep going in front of people and embracing the rejection or potential. Rejection. Yeah. But, and she's in the industry where, and I joke about it, the longer she does it, I mean, the the quicker she's going to be escorted out by, mm. by traditional standards. That is, you did make that really good point on stage. Like, it's kind of... The longer I do stand-up, yeah. the funnier I get. The longer she models, e, And it's the... E. <laughs> by the way, that joke e. kept on bombing until I started saying, e. Because <laughs> I'd, I'd, go, I'd go, the longer I do stand-up, the funnier I get. The longer she models, 
and then I would just kind of pause, and half the time it would hit. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck do I say? I love when sound effects are somehow the punchline you need. It's just silly. We do the silliest shit in the it's world. It's so dumb. <laughs> but I, and that's what the podcast is great for, because it's like, you're, you're more, like, the industry has decided that asses are in and lips and this and that mm-hmm. and whatever. And some and there's one lady named MJ who's at Sports Illustrated and picks the five finalists yeah. who go on to jet set around the world and do all this amazing thing and swim with pigs in the Bahamas and blah, 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 blah. That's <laughs> fleeting. Pigs. That's fleeting. Yeah. Even though that might be great now, but it's like, what's the long term? Do you create, like, what are you going to create and sell that's a part of you that make that 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 replenishes your happiness, and that right. could be as simple as like a dog shelter. I mean, it really could be. It's not. I'm not. I'm not promoting some like take over the world shit. I'm not trying to pimp her out, but it's like, right. what what is it going to be? Because I need. I know what I'm pursuing, and, and it'll change and bend. But I need to know that you're because what we had, and I think we I talked about it on the last episode with Tasha is this real feeling like not that she's being left behind, but that she doesn't have her mission. Right. Even though she's the clear breadwinner in our, you know what I mean? (laughs) And it's like, well, I have to keep going. And this is what I've had to teach myself with codependency is I, I'm almost more driven by knowing what can happen with Mm. myself that I need to go. I need to go to these shows. I need to go to these mics. I need to go write. I need to write the screenplay. I need to do this. If I don't, I'm going to focus all my energy onto you and be upset when, when it doesn't bounce back to me. Right. Yeah, I think that's I had that problem uh, with my ex and stuff like that, and like. So you started. So at eighteen is when you started comedy. Nineteen. When you start, nineteen. So you're. So she encouraged you to do comedy. And by the way, so. Or no, no, we. Uh, this was your big your big years. Yeah, it was a lot heavier. Uh, well, no, this is a different ex uh, completely. That one, the one I was engaged to. Okay, let's go back to the engaged ex. Yeah, that's uh, that's Lizzie. Different, different human. That's the one who cheated on me. Um, right. I want to talk yeah. about that for sure. Yeah, because that's some shit. Because I only know what you've said on stage about it, and yeah, and of course the stage is a more refined version of, of course of the reality. Because you know I can't get up there and be like, well, then this bitch, you know, and like. So, uh, I don't think I've been cheated on. I haven't put myself into many relationships to give that opportunity. I almost right. protect myself by just like kind of being a bachelor and whatever. Right. How do you get to engaged, cheated on? I don't, I feel like, uh, I, okay. The girl that I was engaged to is for sure crazy. Definitely. Out of <laughs> like, which is fine. Uh, cra- she was my kind of crazy, especially. Oh, well, argue for ar- argue in her defense. What what's crazy about her? Is she super emotional? Is she, she not? She kept well, she kind of like my my last ex too. Um, just kept a lot of shit in until it hit a boiling point. Okay, so and just then, bad bad communicator. Yeah, horrific communicator. And again, not to say yours is better. I'm not trying to take your side just for. Just for the sake of no, absolutely, you know, I'm, because it's easy to be like, wow, because women, women love, and I, I, yeah. I, I love, and I love to generalize genders because people get so mad. <laughs> women love, and people go, what do they love? Women love to be like, fuck him. Yeah, I know. So, and then hey, it's I, like, how I, are you learning if you're like, fuck him? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But He's to be fair, uh, I, I take most of the blame uh, for a lot of that. Obviously, you know, I didn't put that dick inside her. You know, uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like. I know I did a lot of wrong things, especially because you know I was I was three hundred and seventy pounds. Like I was a hefty I was a hefty boy, and um, I uh, she was not uh, ugly. If that makes sense, she was re- way way out of my league, and at least I was aware of that, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm sh- and like I like even though you know 
I'm fine enough. But at the same time, like just being so heavy, I think I had so much insecurity that I kind of, I, I, I was always worried she would cheat on me or find someone better or more in her league. And did you let her know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, I, so was that sort of? I mean, I wouldn't call it manipulating, but by being jealous, you're kind of creating a world that you fear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just yeah. weird about that. You're always like, oh, don't yeah. leave, don't leave, don't leave. Oh, why are you running away? Well, I think the insecurity also came in. Like she, um, she had a stepdad who was like out of his fucking mind. And um, in order for her to do anything that she wanted to do, she would have to lie. So her default setting when confronted with any truth was to lie. And then if you'd catch her in a lie, then eventually, like even though it was the, the smallest, dumbest fucking lie, like I went to the store today when really she went, got her hair cut or something weird like and maybe that. maybe so just, somehow she's she's um thinks that the truth will be she'll be looked down upon i mean yeah you know which which i've 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 white lied i've I, i've not told tasha i'm going to the gym before because she's yeah. gonna be like well why didn't you want to wait for me and it's like well i just didn't want to have this conversation i just wanted to go and yeah well because sometimes yeah sometimes the truth is, is and again it is, doesn't make her right like i've had right. to learn just like fucking say the truth well then and when you constantly catch someone in lies even as small as they are and she would lie like she would breathe um like you just stop trusting them completely, right. and then of course, when you've got that level of not trust and insecurity, you should just fucking end the relationship. But being somebody who I didn't think there was any world where I could get anyone better than her, um, so I fucking so you put all your energy into her, yeah, and it just made everything so much That's, fucking worse. It, yeah, I feel like with codependency, it's for me, it's only triggered with relationships where I'm like, I need no, no, no I don't want this to work. I need this to work. Yeah, and, and for my own gratification, I needed that relationship to work, and then because I'm like, man, it took a long time for me to get over that one. But I, especially more because I think I blame myself more than anything. So, so why did she cheat? Um, I think she was just over it, man. Like, it, there's only so much you can take, and honestly, like, I don't even know. Um. Because, yeah, we were together two and a half years, lived together for two years. Like we Was were only, she cheating with different guys or was it the no, same just guy? one guy. Same uh, guy. The guy was, she would, for the last two, three weeks of our relationship, she would go over to her friend's house. And her friend, I thought, lived with just her um, baby daddy. But her friend lived with her baby daddy and her baby daddy's older brother. Oh. And she started fucking the baby daddy's older brother. Wow. Um, and then yeah that's the guy that i think she's still married to this guy and has like a couple wow. of kids with him because that's the ohio way man you just like, reproduce it here's the thing with idiot. the midwest and in new england i mean catholics man we don't oh, we're yeah. fucking shamed to shit oh it hurts oh, yeah. so like i'm not it's all i mean i'm sure i don't know anything about like you know, the muslim culture i'm sure there's yeah. like you know just so much ingrained and in, in shit but the midwest man like yeah like tasha's from north northern kentucky, uh, kentucky which is near no, cincinnati shit. oh like newport yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. She's from Florence. There was from, but it's close. To, yeah, it's that. It's within. Oh, she flies out of. Ke- yeah, she flies out of um, Kentucky when she goes <laughs> nice. home. So, um, oh, that's, that's pretty much mine. You see these families away, yeah. that are like her parents are still together, but like, you know, and they're and they're and they're great. Yeah. But like they they if they were on the podcast, it would be very interesting to like push push them in the, in their wounds and be like, right. why don't you know. You know, and you just with parent. I, I like to write people off and be like, just love them, accept them for who they are. They're fucking in their fifties. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, I can only work on myself, and I can only yeah. work on my relationship. And go, why? Why is Tasha the way she is? And they look at her parents, and you go, well, okay. I mean, she's just you know whatever. But with with like you know someone who 
who's so it's so hard for your your ex girlfriend to share her emotions. It's like sure, sure the the cheating. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's probably the best thing that's happened to you. I mean, I want oh you know, for sure. You know what I mean, yeah. like it, if it it gets you, it literally but, made me lose hundred and fifty pounds. So. <laughs> it's amazing what a good old breakup will do. Oh yeah, abs, man. <laughs> spite weight. You know. So how did you find out? Um, I was coming back from a show from Indianapolis. Like I was driving back with some friends, and, um, and you're like early twenties, twenty one, twenty two. No, it was uh, right uh, a couple months before I turned twenty one, so okay. twenty. Um, and I had, uh, like she, she was over again yet for another night at her, at her friend's house. Right. And did that concern you at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Were you living together and you were engaged? Yeah. We were living together. Um, I technically have a house. Not really. My dad's living there now. Um, it's this house that's next to my grandfather's, uh, business. And so we were living there together and like, so she wasn't paying for rent or anything right. like that. And at the time I was trying to pursue comedy full time, like a fucking idiot, but I was, you know, in Ohio, how the fuck do you pursue yeah. comedy full time there? Um, you drive to Indy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You drive around. There is a, a lot good circuit in the Midwest, but obviously if you're like, you know, that's a yeah. good, that's a good place to be when you're like featuring, you're like eight years in, 10 years in, I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so. So, so yeah, we're driving back from the show and then I sent her, um, the moment I, I can, what confirmed my suspicions and my, um insecure paranoia was that i uh she said she was over there i was like cool i'll stop by and we can hang out because we had plans to hang out anyway and then she freaked the fuck out and i was like is this on phone or text text, or what? text? text, text yeah. Yeah, so you could tell she was like yeah just sent a bunch of text over and over again like no why do you always want to come hang out with my friends i was like oh, first off bitch i never want to hang out with your friends i don't even like your friends so that started to get a little were weird you, were, were you do you initially want to go over out of the goodness of your heart or were you like i need to investigate investigate to be you just had it, the yeah. intuition that was like this isn't yeah because it just got like it was it just i just had a feeling was she was she sort of feeling lonely that you were on the road and no not really i mean i was there enough um because she must have wanted something that you weren't giving her she was well when we met she was with another guy i'm not and victim l- blaming you by the way because oh, no, you, no, no. you are the victim of, yeah. of the cheating and well, maybe she's the victim of whatever we don't know you know or we're learning these are also patterns like but this, boy do people not care when a guy yeah. is cheated on do you know what i mean oh no they don't give a I, fuck a, what, what did mean, you do to her yeah how'd you what did drive you do her into that, that other made man's her arm take that dick yeah exactly what did you do oh yeah especially when, when it's the other way no it's sympathy. like that bastard yeah i know Anyway. Of course they cheated. All men cheat. Yeah, dirty pigs. Uh, <laughs> I think women cheat. I mean, I don't, again, all women. I think women have a very high cheating percentage. Uh, yeah, that, well, I mean, uh, it's easier for them to cheat. And boy, you never want to read the, the, the Reddit. Uh, there's some Reddit uh, subreddits of like uh-huh. what p- happens on Bachelor and Bachelorette parties. And it's like the bride-to-be was sucking the stripper's dick and it's like oh, yeah. but don't get me wrong i know i know men that are just fucking animals too like yeah. like again it's like i, I shouldn't come together but because women are the gatekeepers of the goods they their ability to cheat is so much higher than ours you know what right I mean? and i always wonder that too whereas i haven't cheated nor do i plan on it and i haven't been tempted by whoa you know what i mean i've been yeah. i've been tempted i'm not t- i've been tempted in the sense that i've had other buddies be like dude i can't believe you turned that down yeah if a halfway attractive female comic comes into fourth wall, there are ten comics at any time counting herself, one we being the host. sit up straight. Every one of them, if she just went, who wants to get in a line to bang me? Like, at least, I don't know. 
eight out of ten would be like sure yeah put <laughs> so, a bucket put her names in a bucket yeah yeah draw it out <laughs> like slotted. it's a fucking <laughs> slotted for her slot Did you sign up on slotted i signed up i'm 10th <laughs> fuck i hope they i hope they pick going backwards so i don't have to get joe manente's semen sprayed onto my but dick that, that's that's so that's why i get it like so honestly if men do cheat more statistically than women which women would argue that that's a fact but even if that's not a fact it's like women could cheat so much fucking more it's enough it's enough it's not a men cheat 10 to 1 it's enough where it's a 40 to 60 or 60 to 40 in either direction it's enough where shitty people are shitty and cheating might be their way of justifying i always wonder that with tasha where i go oh geez now imagine i get like some tour or like i do a lot of road shows is she gonna start like hanging out with an, another friend because right. she has needs quality time and I can't give it to her. Yeah. You know, I think I said this on stage the other day, how like she, she wants me nearby, but doesn't like as an introvert, she doesn't want to talk to me. She just needs me nearby, oh, yeah, like yeah. her Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. that's what it is. And if like if my Wi-Fi is not there, she's going to log right. on to some other guy's Wi-Fi. Yeah, which is a totally, in my opinion, valid insecurity, I suppose. But, but it's also, this it's is showing, yeah, this is showing how I think as far as like, thinking i'm replaceable like yeah. my self-worth isn't at the level where i'm irreplaceable i'm the only one for her. it's like well she'll find another guy that'll hike with her yeah and i think like with my uh, ex that i was engaged to like i feel like that was that same insecurity but dialed up to fucking 11 because like i couldn't see any redeeming qualities in myself so because of that it's just like i didn't even understand or fathom why she was with me in my own mind and no matter in no, since she was shit at complimenting to begin with or anything like that uh, and communicating it's just like nothing she could say would convince me otherwise because like i just needed so much uh affirmation to convince yeah. me that like oh no no no, she actually does love me that's that's neat you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> cool Cuckoo, but man. like some people are better at compartmentalizing, so maybe she was able to compartmentalize her relationship with you, but still seek the things she needed. Oh, what I was going to say, she, when I met her before, like, she broke up with a guy to be with me, and so naturally, like, I feel like she's a serial dater. Like, she just always needed someone in her life, because the relationship she was with and before me, she was in, I think she was 14 with this guy, so she was Did with this guy for four years. Did she cheat on him with you? Uh Yeah. Uh, well, well no not necessarily like we didn't fuck or anything like that but um i but, think I'm, but you we, were lined up um, before he was out the door yeah 100 percent. like to a point where i was like be with me and break up with him kind of situation but it also so helps it's like an emotional cheating how you developed that jealousy because you knew that that relationship yeah. was founded on kind of like not bedrock yes exactly and it's and it's like she if she isn't with somebody then she has uh, absolutely no self worth. You know what I mean. And that's like, something she needs to, yeah, either like, l- either learn about or just live with. And maybe she yeah. has no clue. Maybe maybe she's not going to evolve. Like either, I don't addition. think she she would ever evolve because I think when she's like single and trying to find herself, I think she loses her goddamn mind. Because like later, much later, when we would we talked after the incidents, um, like yeah, she went through like she's like it was a rough time. I was like, what, you mean you were just going and doing whore shit cool whatever you know yeah. sometimes that's what you gotta do wasn't rough for me <laughs> at all uh, <laughs> yeah but um and it and i think whether i think it's like 
we are faced with the same problems in life until we resolve them. And it's like the Grin Reaper will keep showing up and knocking on your door until you fucking acknowledge it. And, and she, you know, could figure it out with her own epiphanies or her husband could die and leave her alone and she'd have to learn who she is. You know, like the scary thing of finding out who you are is something we've all sort of um, been exposed to, but also, you can put a podcast on and not listen to that voice of right. you can put out the sex actually podcast on you can rate and review even you can share with your friends you could do all those things but sometimes i have to turn off the sound and listen to what the fuck is my issue because right. i know it ain't going to go away it's going to come out of the next stressful situation and in with relationships sometimes like who knows what she's feeling in the next one so anyway so right. you did you catch her red-handed did you just um, know? No, like um, she didn't come home that particular night when I was texting her or whatever. Oh, that would have—I um, would have not slept. No, I did not. I, I would have not. not slept at all. And then I think I finally fell asleep at like six in the morning and like woke up a couple hours later. And then she finally showed up around noon. And of course, most women again general, generalizing. Please um, do. <laughs> like the moment they're in a situation where they're in the wrong, they immediately, or at least this particular girl, um, took the ultra offensive. You know what I mean? Defense like, mode. Yeah, like just fucking like. Yeah, well, you. Yeah, exactly. Like, so she shows up like that. That I am moving out, and I was like, "Where the fuck are you gonna go?" Like, you, now, you why is she saying she's moving out? Were you like, "Fuck you, get home"? Were you, like, were I like you? Like, I'm sure I blew her no, up because a fair you, amount. You say how she was kind of like, "I'm moving out," but like. Or did she violate your? Because I mean, it fucking sucks if your fiance isn't coming home and you're yeah. like, "What the fuck?" And she's like, "Avoid," you know what I mean? Like that sucks. Like, did you even know where where she like the address no, of where I, she I, was? No, I didn't. You can find her if you wanted to. No, like even if I would have fucking, I, I didn't. I wasn't even sure which town it was in. Like there were two towns over. And there's a level of control you want in a way that's like. I say this like I, I would prefer if Tasha's out of town to get yeah. a good night text, just to yeah. just to like wrap it up. But I also know I know they're fucking alive sometimes. You know, like were you were you raised with parents that were like you know like just let me know when you get somewhere so I know you're not dead in a ditch. Yeah, yeah. I, they don't care. They don't need to know. They just like just check in, and that's yeah cool. And and again, you need to sort of learn. I think that you that you can live without that. But it yeah. fucking sucks, man. I've got situations yeah. with Tasha where she didn't know because I think she she doesn't suffer from these same problems hmm. of like the text me, but you know, like that craziness where it's like I've I like lost my shit. I was working a job. Yeah. I got this huge job as a warm up guy for an MTV show. Oh, nice. it fucking sucked. I, I oh, did two it? days. I got fired. <laughs> the show was only maybe four day, recording days, but yeah. they, they. I mean, come on. They found like a thirty year vet. They found a guy who could talk to anyone from anywhere and make them oh, laugh. Right. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> But I'm doing I'm doing the gig. She's out of town yeah. with her friend, a female, and they're staying at the friend's uncle's place, no. which is totally fair. And I trust the, her friend, and I trust her. Yet I didn't hear from them, and they they were drinking. Like her friend yeah. was like a rowdy chick, so like they were doing shots. Tasha oh, probably had two or two? three drinks. You, like the friend that you know will enable horrific yeah. behavior. And this friend I like a lot more now, but she was in a place where she was like on a lot of Adderall and she was fighting with her boyfriend and she was just seemed like a problem child she's in such a better relationship now she was a real like uh, she's I give her a lot of credit but like when I met her she was like fit, trying to fist fight her boyfriend and she was nuts on Adderall nuts yeah. and anyway so they're, they're out makes you feel safe yeah right? and they're going to some dive bar playing pool and you can just imagine the fucking seedy dudes hitting on them and this and that oh yeah and like I never thought she was like 
cheating on me. I really didn't. Yeah. But I was so fucking panicked. I couldn't sleep. And, and here I am nope. at the job, at this best job I've ever had, you know, with like good pay. I'm in a fucking studio, yeah. uh, you know, on a set for MTV and this and that. And I'm just like so pissed she hasn't responded to me. And the last text I got was that she was like drunk. And then the next morning, um, I, I was driving for Uber at the time too. I, yeah. I, I started working at like 5 a.m. the next morning because I couldn't sleep and I was like, I got to distract myself. And then I finally get a phone call from her at like 7 and I lost my fucking mind. Yeah. And she couldn't believe it. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, whoa. And I was like literally in a panic. Right. And well, yeah, I can't the, let that happen. Yeah. Well, and we, she needs to learn not to maybe, 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 you know, that like, that my feelings come from that they did come from a place of like yeah jealousy but concern and just wanting to know like are you cool like we hadn't done much of the away from yeah. each other thing yet yeah. whereas now the longer we've dated the more trust we've built i think and and, and that and that hasn't happened since and i don't wish that feeling on anybody and i'm sure that's right. kind of what you were feeling oh yeah i've had other relationships where like i've had situations like that gosh where, that's the worst yeah where and it's like I think it took me until I got older to be more empathetic in the sense that it's like they're not here living in my head thinking my thoughts. So, you know, and not as everyone is as empathetic as me as well. Like they can't see anything from yeah. most people really can't put themselves in anyone else's shoes. Um, like especially if any girl I've ever dated ever. You know what I mean? They don't. I don't think. I don't know if women. You mentioned like they're the gatekeepers of sex. I don't know if they necessarily know how 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 vulturistic men are. And yeah. we we are just well, like genetically there to protect. And when the yeah. girl's not with us, we're like fuck. And you just have to like release this this crazy feeling of wanting control. And like, I would have yeah. been okay if I looked at her Snapchat and saw that she was partying with her friend. Like I would have been okay yeah. if I just knew I didn't need to like be like in constant communication with her. Right. It was just a drunk on a bed. Not knowing's a motherfucker, right? Like I think that's, that's what leaves a, a mind, I suppose like ours to, um, I don't know, use our imagination of to what the possibilities are. Parts of our yeah, soul. Yeah, because it's not like you fucking, you know, think like, oh, I'm sure everything's great. It's like you just start delving into like, oh, she's been roofied and clubbed with a hammer, you know? Crazy I don't, stuff. Just, it's, yeah, nut shit. Why wouldn't that happen in your theoretical? Yeah, because, Why wouldn't it? Yeah, because that happens and all the time. And who wouldn't want a roofier? She's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. This, that's the, th the other thing, yeah. Like, if you're with someone who you hold in high esteem, like, you just imagine everyone else sees them through your eyes as well. And so you're just like, of course that they would do this to and this it, person. And it's, and it's toxic. It's toxic love. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't salvage the love, and I think I have, but that that version of it is toxic, and it has to Yeah, go. you've got to kill that. Like, um, I'm, I think I'm happy mentally with, with where how I've grown and stuff like that and what I understand about relationships now. But for a very long time, I was just fucking And dude, no judgment, it, no judgment to you, man. To be, like, young like that and be put in that position, I mean, that's tough. And again... Every every you know energy, it's all it's all balanced. Like whatever she was feeling, you yeah. know, she wasn't getting something from you, and, and it just wasn't matched up. But by mm. all means, if the communication happened right, she could have, you guys could have yeah, ended things, and she could have gone. You know what I mean? Like it, it could have definitely happened in a better way. But so yeah. like that, so she gets home, she's like, "Fuck you." Yeah, and so then, she's moving out and stuff like that. Um, is it through the breakup that you realized she was cheating on you, or, or it was through the conversation? Because it's um, I still didn't know that this fucking guy existed until she came back. Like I had no idea that I was like, "Who the fuck is?" This? I was like, I, well, I kept asking her, like, "Is there another guy?" 
just from pretty much just from insecurity and from uh i don't know context clues at that fucking point and uh then she finally admitted that they all that her shit friend and baby daddy lived with the older brother um then it was like oh, so did she say it like yeah or did you or, well, she, we, or she, she just ne- didn't deny it she once. didn't admit till the years later that she cheated on me but you, um, but you knew for sure, like yeah. I mean, yeah. it was three weeks of going there a lot. It's just like, well, this is exactly what you did in a quicker version um, with me, you know? Yeah. So whether like she finally admitted that they fucked and stuff like that. So way was that later, it but, for you guys? Yeah, that was it. So she moved out, and that was it. Yeah. And you were engaged. Yeah. Did yeah, she have yeah. a ring? Uh, yeah, but that was a weird situation. Um, like she worked at a jewelry company, so it's just like. I don't know. The whole thing was ridiculous, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then, so then, your story, your story. So you, you, you don't talk to her for how long? Um, three years. Go three years without talking to her. Were you able to? Yeah, well, move on we completely. Went, well, no, there were there were some moments there. Um, I think there was maybe a three or four month period. There was no like breakup sex. There was like months later, in a way. Um, Cause like I think she went through a weird phase where like I didn't she didn't know if she wanted to be with the dude that she uh you know left me for essentially um because the dude's a fucking idiot like yeah the guy, guy was a moron um I had breakup sex with a girl and it was after a few months of like our our thing slowly dying and and then we had breakup sex I didn't know it was breakup sex I was like oh, maybe we'll do this now mm. my all my friends were like dude be careful because she she had already broken my heart the sex was you know average at best yeah the same, same with us like months later like um could have just seen each other and like neither of us were feeling it and it was just one of those things where it's like oh we both definitely hate the fuck out of each other so uh and <laughs> well, this, then, this girl that i that i had uh breakup sex with and I've, I've i've gone into detail on a podcast about it within a week's time i find out that she's dating this other dude right. and i'm and i'm trying to do the math because you have to do the math and uh where she actually invites me to a bar and we go into the bar, and there's a dude there buying her drinks. That's the <laughs> bartender, and owns the bar. And I'm like doing the math. And I'm like, and I finally had enough drinks where I pulled her. I was like, "Are you fucking this guy? Because yeah. we just fucked." Yeah. And then she's like, "Let's go outside." Oh, and I was shit. like, "Fuck!" And this is my Lower East Side, a New York moment where we yeah. go outside. And uh, by the way, flying to New York tonight. Can't wait to go back to this neighborhood. Walk by and go, <laughs> "Fuck you!" <laughs> go out. We go outside and. Um, and um, it will have at it, whatever. And yeah. I, you know, I'm not like one of those "fuck you, you whore." I'm not one of those. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm an idiot. Fuck mm. you. Like I, I swear, if you saw the surveillance, it was not louder than "fuck you." Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. And I walk away, <laughs> and then uh, I put some music on. And I, by the time I'm in the subway, I'm getting text messages from her, like, "I'm sorry," yeah. blah blah blah. But I was like, oh, so you fucked me while you were with the next guy. Yeah. Just to like, just why, why? And then, and then two years later, their relationship, you find out that he cheated on her. And now, and, and again, she's with a guy now that mm-hmm. seems awesome for her. And Not I, true. and it, and it's gotten to a place where I'm truly happy for her. And she probably listens to this podcast. And I hope she realizes that like, by knowing that she's with a guy that se- like, honestly seems like a good guy and he's been vetted through other friends and whatever, I'm, yeah. I am happy for her. I'm happy that the guy that like I was tangled up with is th- that those guys are gone and she could move on with a better yeah. guy. But like she, she, she got cheated on after it seems like she cheated on it. You know what I mean? It was like what you know, and it's like kind of like an eye for an eye thing here. Where yeah. like a lot of wounded people, well, you know, like we've all. 
So anyway, so it sucks. <laughs> yeah. It sucks to like do that math and go, oh, I would, that would have been nice to know at the time. Maybe we wouldn't have done that. Yeah, because um, I didn't know. You actually just fucking reminded me. I feel like I've repressed a lot of these memories. And the more that I talk about it, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, a lot more well, What better up. way to dig it up than a Monday morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot more fucked up shit happened than I, than I remembered. Because um, uh, she said she was going to move in with her mom who lived in Indiana, right? Um, and so after she, your breakup. After our breakup, right? So she said she was going to move there. And I think she actually did briefly. Um, and then we were like almost talking like we were going to get back together after a couple of months. Right. Um, and then like, she just kind of ghosted me, just kind of went dark. And I found out a full week after she went dark that she moved from Indiana into this guy's place or whatever. Do you think she, um, got some sort of approval by knowing you still wanted her? Yeah. Well, cause I, I think she she liked the backup plan. I think that's the kind of girl she was. Like I felt like she always kept. Boy, backup plan is a, is a very um, smart. Uh, it's genetically yeah. for a woman to have. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like it's a smart thing to have. I, I don't think it. I don't think backup plans help anybody with right. with profession or personal life. I think it it makes sort of a half assed uh, trial at whatever right. your a plan is if you know you got a b plan your a plan's like well let's try it once and then yeah move on and i felt like she was the kind of girl god damn it you're making me remember way too much <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, no 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 it's fine it's fine it's free good therapy to, it's good it's good <laughs> to let all this out i've been repressing too much um she always just she always had a, a male friend uh, of some kind usually always a straight guy always someone who i was like that guy wants to fuck her for sure for sure like just but it was just super beta maybe or just yeah. wouldn't make a move or anything like that so I think she was always stringing along a B plan uh, or plan B if A didn't work out. Because, again, serial dater like, had to be yeah. with somebody. Who's on deck? Yeah. And then years later, that kind of that all came around again. Because, yeah, they got married. Um, so she marries the guy who, che- who she was cheating after with. After they have a kid. Um, she's had a kid. Yeah, she's had a kid. She, they got not ma- named Travis. <laughs> no, not, it is not mine. I've made sure of that. Um yeah, so I guess she got knocked up pretty fucking quickly after they moved in together. As you do. And then, of course, you know, because you need insurance, they got married at a courthouse, classy style. Um, and then she has a kid and stuff like that, and then I don't see her for three fucking years. You know, just darkness, not until I was 23. And then uh, I don't even really remember how we started talking again. Text message? Just a random? I'm sure... Um, it's always random. It's always comment on a photo or something. Or oh, I remember now. I was going to move to LA for the first time, um, and just some weird part of me wanted to fucking like reach out and just be like, "Hey, I'm about to be fucking gone." And you lost. You had lost weight at this point. Oh, yeah, you had lost yeah, a bunch yeah. of weight. Full, full. So you're, are you more confident now? For sure. For sure. I mean, um, by a bunch of weight, you lost a uh, hundred and. Like thirty, yeah, forty pounds. You've lost a small. A, you lost Tasha. Yeah, yeah. You lost Tasha I and lost, her handbag. Yeah, <laughs> she's listening. Tasha and and a heavy handbag. Yes, and, a, and a hiking backpack. <laughs> uh, but yeah, lost a fuck ton of weight and um, was uh was dating a little bit like other people and stuff like that. Obviously, I had girlfriends in between. Um, but yeah, just had more uh, confidence and whatnot. And so I don't know. I reached out to her in some weird way, and then we started talking again. And then, then it got real weird. There's no way for this to make me or her seem like a good person. I, I, but that, that makes you a good person. Yeah. To have, to know that disclaimer. Like, oh, we've all got shitty. 
I hear you. It really fucked with me too. Like the dude, you're 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, of course, like this is one of those girls that, like, still to this day, I'd consider like the whole love of your life thing. Like the uh, dude, the shelf life, the half life for a toxic relationship, it's yeah. like plutonium. Yeah, it's four years, three years is not. It's a yeah. you, think, you think it's a blink of an eye. You're still the same like kid inside who's like, well, I, I want, I want to be vindicated. Yeah. I want to be loved. Well, I'm still such a douchey, hopeless romantic. Like. I was a sophomore. She was a freshman when I first like met her. That like I had that like love at first sight moment. Like just you know someone walks through and like so I had a crush yeah. on her through all of high school. But she was with the one guy she was with uh, before she inevitably left him and got with me. You set her to on a pedestal on a, on a yeah on a very high oh pedestal. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, I even briefly dated one of her friends while we were in high school, and uh, her friend didn't want to date me because she knew I was like in love with her. Basically, yeah, it was, it was one of those fucking situations. Um, but yeah. So she's got a kid and she's married to this fucking guy and I reach out to her before I move here to LA uh, and then we start hanging out and like at first it was just like she would just stop by I don't know on the way somewhere or something like that because she was full like living with this guy in an apartment had her kid or whatever and then she uh, and one day she wanted me to hang out with her and this guy's kid and it just it made me feel so fucking weird man but like I really at that moment, I don't know, really wanted this girl back for some reason. Or almost wanted her back as a reason to not move out here, maybe. Like, almost as a, uh, like, some weird romantic safety yeah, sure. net or something like that. Like, if I would, like... You lived oh, in the past. Everyone, everyone yeah, knows that. Like, I, w- I would stay in Ohio and I wouldn't move if you would, you know, yeah. leave this guy. And, be and you're also say. giving her the, the uh, whether you tell her this or not, the, like, the, the chance to help you with these two paths you choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And she basically, uh, after a few months and stuff, like it was a, it was a no go situation. So I just I left, and I was only gone for eight months. Uh, I only lived out here eight months the first time, and then went back. And when I went back, um, I started dating this eighteen year old girl because I'm smart, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just because it's like I had also lost even more weight. Uh, and I was working a mover job and stuff like that, so I got all uh, all ripeted and stuff. And so, like, I just got back to Ohio, and I've got, like, my L.A. glow going on, because, you know... Yeah. No one... <laughs> You've seen things. Yeah, yeah. You know Brad Pitt. I've, yeah. I've seen some shit. Um, that, and you've got the... When you're in a small town, and you got the curb appeal of, oh, my God, he's the comedian who lived in L.A., and yeah. now he's back. Uh, so I just started... Uh, Whereas in L.A., you were some scum on the bottom of some fucking <laughs> yeah. guy's shoe. I lived in little Armenia, and I was sad <laughs> yeah, all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Your life was mine now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that yeah, sad. But, like, I was, like, <laughs> I was properly single uh, when I lived here um, the first time. Yeah. Like, like, I maybe went on two dates. Like, it was a nightmare. Because um, especially, I didn't have any confidence yet, because I was still young and still, like, had the fucking super fatty mental image and stuff like that. For sure. You don't lose the fatty... So I was a chubby kid oh, growing no. up. You don't lose that. Dude, I never... I will, I'll never feel no, like I No look. ab is going to replace that feeling. No, it's true. Which is actually a good place to be. Like, it's a good place... It keeps me humble, in for a way, sure. In a way, like, to stay driven, to be like, nah, I'm a piece of shit on the inside. I know that yeah. fat kid on the inside. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter how big my arms get. Versus like, uh, <laughs> versus, like, somebody who grew up, like, uh, in shape can just turn into some fat piece of shit because they're like yeah and they, they work, still think they look, they still have confidence and they don't care and that's fine and they're like and that's it's almost like dude yeah. like people with lower intelligence whether it be iq or just whatever ignorance self-awareness they're happier oh 100 i i say all the time i wish i was dumb as a box of fucking they're happier rocks, man 
But you, uh, but you don't have that option. You don't have that. You're seeking no. and you're finding. And oh yeah, if I, I would totally, I would totally take away most of my brain if I could and just live this blissfully fucking <laughs> half moronic life. Sports ah, fan. Yay. Yeah. Football. Like I would love. I do tap into that side where I'm like <laughs> fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. But, oh, then, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then afterwards I'm like, okay, how does it, and my career needs to, and I'm just like, whoa, know. turn the, slow down. That's what I enjoy about the gym, because sometimes I can just listen to music or like watch some MMA match while on the elliptical. Dude, and just get like, rep- bruh, bruh, yeah, just get in that yeah. bro mode. Get reptilian, just yeah, get exactly. responsive to just, just, yeah, I, I totally understand that. That's the uh-huh. outlet that everybody needs to just get the fuck away from like this and because it's comics that we put we put the ma- a magnifying glass you know we put ourselves in the magnifying glass and like, yeah. we do that to ourselves and oh we, we've just self-analyzed to a cripplingly mentally crippling degree this is what this podcast is yeah. you know but luckily after i do it i feel great yeah i feel great after i do it we're gonna end this yeah. i'm gonna go to the gym or something and i'm uploaded i'm gonna like it's a good feeling to get it out right because it's at least what we're doing is we're burning off that oil in like a controlled space yeah true. we're not slapping our wives yeah uh, as long as dinner is on the table which is <laughs> i love to joke about that because i'm the fucking chef of the house i do oh, all yeah. the f- women's shit oh fuck yeah i, I used to uh, I, so i can make I, I i'm okay pl- making fun of that because yeah. i cook i you know yeah whatever whatever I, I do that all the time i do i slip into the redneck voice that's one thing my ex hated uh, my most recent ex um because like she hated doing dishes which fine that's fine she did dishes two whole times when we lived together and i did them the rest of the time yeah. but it, i still couldn't help but walk in the kitchen and go well it looks like someone ain't doing their womanly duty like i couldn't <laughs> help but be that fucking asshole uh, even it. though it's like i'm i'm the one who cleans yeah like, I am Dude, a it's bitch. not hard i put on my wireless my bluetooth headphones yeah. I pop in a 10 or 15 minute clip of something that looks interesting yeah. or put some music on and I do the fucking dish. Yeah. Any, anyway. So, okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, I want to, I want to, um, I want to, uh, get to the finish line of this, this, uh, ex that cheated on you. Oh, so she wants you to hang with her and her, do- her kid. I don't want to yeah. the gender. Well, okay. We, uh, it was a boy. Um, <laughs> If you believe in such binary things, uh, <laughs> did but, he decide he was a boy? <laughs> sure. <laughs> was it a was it a gender given to him? Oh, I'm sure it was given. Um, they're from a very white trash place. Um, but so I get back. I'm dating this 18 year old girl, and then I get a text from a Colorado number out of nowhere, and which is very interesting. And so this this bitch <laughs> had downloaded a app that disguises your phone number Whoa. and was texting me um like in secret because she somehow had found out that i was back probably because uh, since i'm comic i don't keep they're not a single thing on my social media is private you can see every sure. goddamn thing that yeah, i post sure. so i'm the most stalkable fucking person yeah, absolutely so i mean somehow figured out i was back all that good stuff um and so we f- i finally figure out who it is uh, and then we meet up even though i'm dating this this 18 year old crazy girl um, again, sorry to just generalize. Well, no, crazy. because the women are going to listen and go, if all his girlfriends are crazy, he must be. But I get it. I totally get it. I've, I've dated the same exact, every girl that's broken my heart had the same fucking. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm also attracted to a type, and that type is crazy. I know. It's like, it's fine. Like, I, I'm so bored with normal people, which my ex is probably the most normal person I've ever dated. And 
like that's still un, like kind of unraveled. Yeah. Like me, the key is to find the crazy that you can sort of wrangle in a way that's yeah. like it's almost like a like a wind turbine. Okay, if your yeah. crazy blows in this direction, I'll just set up this yeah. f- fan to generate. Yeah. <laughs> versus yeah. like sucking the energy out of you. It's like how does this crazy hamster wheel into my life? Yes, exactly. And it's like because I've dated everything from your standard girl crazy, which is just like why are you watching that commercial with that girl in it so intently? You know that kind of crazy. Women are crazy and guys are psychos. Yeah. He's well, then, a fucking psycho. Well, then I've dated. Bethany, he yeah. is a psycho, which is fair. Uh, I've, like, well, I've yeah, done I got plenty of psycho and like, shit and then you in my life. And I'm you sure. Go, yeah, I I told you I was going to hunt you down because, <laughs> and then it's like, well, yeah, and then that makes sense. That's the worst when you can when you're intellectual enough to rationalize your bullshit. I think that's that's when you get into the danger zone with certain relationships where it's just the, like the, yeah, yeah yeah and that's how you get the like the Alabama husbands that are like well if you would have made dinner I wouldn't have had to beat you you know what I'm saying like yeah. that that crazy but the key the key to enlightenment and again not there is to not it's the the lower level is is how you react okay right, right? so it's like okay. Am I going to react like a sane person, or am I mm. going to just have road rage my whole life? And right. then the and then if if the one hundred and one gives me road rage, and you know it gives you road rage, the next level of enlightenment is let's take surface roads, mm, yeah. let's avoid it completely. So like like this argument I avoided last night could have been a bad fucking argument. It could, it could have. I oh, knew yeah. I knew she was stressed, and I was kind of like feeling like I helped her out and didn't get any love in return, and I kind of sidestepped it. Yeah. And, and, and in avoiding arguments, a lot of times you don't give yourself the credit of avoiding it. You just go like, you know, you know, it's, but it's like, whoa, I saved what could have been needing roses and right. a lot of time and can, you know, whatever, just because I realized I was in, I was about to enter a shit storm and instead I put an umbrella on and I, you know what I mean? So anyway. Oh yeah. Well, that was the hardest thing with my ex fiance. I, th- I feel like I, I never, I didn't really understand the phrase of like uh, a wise man knows when to shut the fuck up kind of thing. Cause it's just like. Every button I could push, I'd fucking push, and and like every every I could think of a thousand different arguments that never would have happened if I just went and went, oh, and then just wandered away. And it's away. not about it's not about burying it and sweeping it under the rug. I'm gonna have this conversation with Tasha tonight. I'm yeah. making dinner. It's yeah. gonna be great, and it's not gonna be. But but what I what I held back from doing is texting her, being like, mm. "Hey, I felt very underappreciated. I drove you home from the airport." And oh I, yeah, or, or making I, an like, emotional that's, decision. Like that's not. I need to have her there. Hey, give me your hands. I love you. Look, just so yeah. you know, I felt I felt a little lacking in the, in the love, and, and 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 then and then at least we're in person, and we can. It's hard enough communicating as it is, so right. better not try to text her while she's at a job. You know mm. what I mean? But don't. Te- and, and also, I, she needs to learn. Uh, you maybe don't text me before I'm about to go on stage because I'll right. fucking miss my 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 stage time and be on a FaceTime with her to like figure some shit out because I don't yeah. want to go on stage with that issue with those issues. But anyway, I've never I've never um uh analyzed someone's one specific relationship so much, and we do have to get out of here because we're at eighty minutes. Oh, so we're, yeah, so I want to go soon. But I do want to know. So so you decided to meet up with her? Yes. The and ex, the ex that uh, me, changed me, her phone uh, number, cheated on you, and, yeah. and, and, and has a kid in a yeah. no so I'm, yeah, I'm back. I'm back, and this had been like we hadn't dated in three and a half years or something. You're like dating that. an 18 year old, trying yes, and and and, and, also, and and playing with fire, whatever. Maybe yes. not knowing what's going to come of it. Yes, I know. I am covering myself in gasoline and <laughs> uh, and roasting a s'more is what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and just to make a long story short, basically, um, like I ended up. Not I. I didn't cheat on this eighteen-year-old girl, but I did make out with my ex, like in this weird, oddly passionate thing. Like I felt like she was, she was incredibly upset that I had found another girl. 
Uh, and clearly, that's why she started texting me. You're and right, that, I, that I was back in Ohio, and I found somebody else that I was in a relationship with. And so she shows up, and she's bawling her eyes out and shit like that. And then I, of course, try to comfort her, and that just leads to whatever it leads to. Um, but then for the next two months, we kind of like... It was weird. It was like we were going to get back together. That was the whole intention. While well, she's with this other guy, yeah, with this other guy. With it's a like she's come. It's child. like it's like she hasn't learned a, a goddamn thing because, and maybe you no. didn't either at that point because it's just like roles are reversed. Now, now that guy is you, and you're that yeah. guy. Well, this is where <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is kind of in my mind, I guess, in the back of the sinister part of my brain, I was just like, I, I don't even give a shit that this guy has a kid with her. Like this dude, fucking in my mind. Uh, yeah. I was the victim. And, and again, and guy you have every right yeah. to rationalize things. Everyone, you know, unless someone's a complete psycho, yeah. commits uh, crimes of passion. You, in, in, yeah, sure, it's wrong. You'll go to jail, whatever. But like, there is a there in their mind, they were rash. It was rationalized in a way right. where they felt okay, like they had been damned, and now it's their turn. Right. It doesn't make it right, but it's like it's better to uh, at least uh, pick that apart than just call someone a fucking like psycho or, or vindictive yeah. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. but what's the Dave Chappelle quote like you know calling someone crazy is dismissing like everything about them or whatever yeah uh, which and that's fair but so what I think will make no one be on this woman's side is <laughs> what transpired after this because for like two months we were basically trying to I was doing everything I could to help her figure out how to get a divorce and talk we talked to a lawyer wow. to, like we fucking planned out a bunch of stuff to get her uh, him away from this guy and were you fucking her at N- this time in a, not a lot but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a ton. yeah so like she was yeah so it was the same exact situation as, as basically you know what happened before you think i would have learned but so so you're you're cheating on your 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 ex who well, cheated on you is now cheating on her husband yeah. with you. And then I broke up with the eighteen year old girl, like pretty much like that, yeah. like the moment after all this yeah. happened. Um, but she's just a byproduct. She, she yeah, she's even, she's yeah. telling me that like this lease on their apartment is coming to an end, and when the lease is over, she wanted to just make this fucking transition with me and stuff like that. And then she then she went silent again for a week, and then. Then she finally got a hold of me again, and I found out through a friend of a friend that they bought a fucking house together and were planning on buying a house this entire time. And so she was like stringing me along as a, a fucking plan B. Yeah, I think maybe like a, maybe she enjoyed this like second life. Yeah, my my mom actually fucking said the best line. She was like, "I think she was just a bored housewife who had nothing better to do." And she's also so were you were you confiding in your mom? Like, were you talking to her about this? Was a little bit. I, I never. I, I never really had that relationship with either of my parents where I, I tell them anything. Um, but at this moment, my mom knew, my mom knew the most about divorce, I guess, if that makes yeah. any sense. So, yeah, I was kind of confiding in her about a lot of this stuff. Um, and then she, she was, I think that was the best rationalization. Like this girl. So, so what, when it all came to a head, um, I'm texting her on the day where she allegedly said that she was going to leave the guy and all that stuff. Um, this is even after I found out they bought a house and stuff like that. But it was only his name and stuff, so she could easily have gotten out of it. Um, so I still was kind of like, all right, I guess. I guess I believe you. And then she, he found her phone with like that I or found that we were texting. And then he started texting me from her phone. Um, as him or as her? Uh, as him. Okay. And even called me and stuff like that uh, from her phone and talked to me for a very brief period of time. 
which of course that was a really fun conversation. Um, a lot of violent threats, you know, that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I played it off pretty well cause he said, uh, if I ever see you, uh, I'll hurt you. I was like, really not even kill really hurt. <laughs> he said he'd hurt me. And then I said, you can try. And then he just started yelling a lot and I hung up, but then we started texting each other back and forth, me and this fucking guy. And it turns out, man, I don't even know why this guy, apparently they have had uh, other kids and he stayed with her, but like all the shit that he, uh, he thought was going on, uh, was completely different than what I thought was going on. So she was like in her toy. Yeah. Years insane webs of lies and stuff like that in the world it would be so much better again to pull it all like onto like a macro level no. if like people with differencing uh, difference of opinions could meet up and be like oh i thought about this i thought you were the bad guy yeah. no, no i thought you were the bad guy and For- it doesn't mean you have to bump dickheads and yeah. chug a beer together but it's like you can have a gentleman's like tip and be like oh boy looks like we were both kind of like suckered yes exactly and like god only knows what because um, you you know the things you tell someone about an ex, um, especially if the relationship didn't end well, and then the person you're dating now, there's no way the person you're now dating has any high opinion of the person that you were dating. So like, God only knows what this guy thought of me, uh, and then I thought nothing, no good things about this fucking guy because in my mind he was the guy that like, and you painted all of his bad girl. things into some monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which fucking I don't know. He could be a great fucking guy. I don't and know. he might not have known. Yeah, like and, well, he had no idea and, this shit was going on under his back. That I would like when he'd go to work. I'd sometimes I'd go to his fucking house for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Like I, so I, I empathize with the dude in a lot of ways because it's just like in in my. In my book, he's the villain, and in his book, I'm the villain, like 100%. Like, and that's what you have in common. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which is weird because I'm sure if, like, if he wasn't still so invested emotionally in this woman because like he keeps knocking her up or whatever. Uh, then, yeah, which is, uh, sorry, that was a little No, crass, no, no, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, and there's, well, there's a, there's a side of the story that you don't know, even, even though it's could be built on such shittiness there's yeah. like yeah if they created like kids they love i mean who knows like they might yeah and like they had a great kid he was a great kid and i'm sure he'll uh hopefully not uh, listen to this podcast <laughs> one of these days hopefully no, you know what pull this up a little actually i can't remember his name jeez oh well it but, doesn't uh, matter but yeah no it's um it's it's it takes a lot of balls to just acknowledge that like look we're all We've all got that in us, that sort of shittiness, and mm. we've, but we're all better than that. And yeah. we don't have to be defined by the shittiness. We can actually build and learn from that. Yeah. And that's an important thing. And I mean, dude, it's been years since this happened for you. And it doesn't mean you're not going to do something shitty again. It doesn't mean yeah. you're not going to be triggered and like and feel those feelings again. But at least it seems like you're at a place where you're going to acknowledge like when you do hit that crazy level and and, and at least know to just step away and yeah. figure out what you can do. Whether it's go to the gym or do something to like let's fucking calm these thoughts down and yeah. look at this rationally because the only thing I can control is my own serenity and self love. Right, and that's the only thing that you've got control in and then you're going to eventually find someone when that all lines up and is right who's way better and far exceeds your expectations of what you because this happens this whole like you guys kind of like dating or or being with the same girl and being sort of two-timed or whatever this whole thing it happens in the other direction there's plenty of stories where like seven women find out they're all dating the same guy and they fucking team together and become friends to go shit on them and they realize like oh we're not all bitches and cunts yeah we just did we just thought we were like the main one and the other one was the villain and it's like i mean It sucks when other people have to get involved in shittiness, but it sounds like, you know, in the 
in the chemical equation that whatever your shittiness was, I mean, it has to balance out with hers, even though it sounds crazy. Yeah. It, it, it has to in the sense that if it doesn't balance out, it, then you're not going to grow from it. You have to like right. equal out. Well, yeah, and, and it's also there's also something that it took me a long time to accept that there's some people that no matter how you love them, uh, some people can be too broken. And I think she, uh, my ex fiance sure. is an example of a person who is like, just too too many things have happened, uh, not enough self awareness or reflection. So it's just like, and it comes down to this: what uh, you mentioned with your last relationship, where you where she wasn't willing to communicate to you and and for me that's where i come down to and i've had this conversation with tasha early on in our relationship where i'm like i've kind of had to say to myself because i'm like look we're about to go get coffee we had a fight last night you know this is years ago and i'm like look i gotta go sit down in this thing and i don't need to be i don't need her to be you know 99 percent right or 99 percent wrong i just need her to be willing to like say that she wants to work on it with me yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay taking a few losses. I'm okay. Oh yeah, and, and I, th- I think the most important thing that happened to me with the, my ex fiance is that I ex- I finally was able to accept that I am often wrong and a piece of shit. So it's good to uh, like that helped that helped me in my last relationship. I think the most to be like, okay, what am I doing here? Yeah, that's super fucked up. But so. now you're single. So like, are you yeah. looking? Are you? I mean. Like where are you? I don't with know that? when you live in a van. Uh, asking to come over to my place is ripey, you know. So the van thing <laughs> is good because you can. It's a good like cheap way for you to recalibrate and rebuild upon you. Yeah, true. And like, I mean, I uh, I'm beholden to none at the moment. You know, I, yeah. I can it's symbolic. It. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's, and really, I'm I'm off the grid, man. No one yeah. knows where I live. I Fuck can just, yeah. <laughs> just which. Uh, how do you, it, how do you know Joe? Oh, Joe being the guy who when I first mic. moved to LA, uh, I lived with Joe Menente. He was the first person I ever met and no lived way. with who was a full on LA person. Um, it's, I should have him on the podcast because I don't know anything about him other than man, like he's I, just been been nice to me. I don't know. And if someone's nice to me, yeah. that's <laughs> literally I'm like that guy's all right. Yeah, I know. That's all I need. No, I'm the same way. Like uh, even especially with girls and stuff like that, it's like oh they're nice to me. I'm sure yeah, they're great. Big, yeah, great people. Uh, but yeah, I think Joe actually I would. Uh, love to hear what joe has to say on this podcast because he's uh i think he's had a lot of emotional scarring or stuff or doesn't open him up himself up at all which is why he's he's powerfully single and stuff like powerfully single powerfully that should be the name of this podcast <laughs> yeah, powerfully, powerfully single, single. <laughs> i wanted to read in a, in a, a listener's email it's super quick so let's oh, yeah. you'd actually be the perfect person to um answer this and there's some typos in it so let me um yeah. let's uh, give him a new name give, give me a guy's name give me a good bro's name um uh, Chad. Not, not, I would say not. I would say anything but Chad. Oh, really? <laughs> Chad's so over. Chad, you. I know. Uh, Connor. Connor. This is yeah. great. All right. Connor wrote in. He wrote in actually at two thirty-four a.m. this morning. So this is a fresh one for Connor. I don't know if he's on the East Coast. Maybe it wasn't that early. But Connor wrote in. Morning. Um, you've done an episode on. Uh, have you done an episode on persistence? Uh, reason I'm asking Broski is there's a chick I like and interested in. She's twenty. I'm twenty-nine. Met her in the summer at my job and is only here for the summer. She's oh she's only here for the summer. Mm. I fell for her because she's a bikini bodybuilder and she's intelligent. Word. She's good looking uh, too, and I want to hang. Uh, but uh, she works out three times a day and has other priorities, which is great. Don't three get me wrong. Three times a day. I was able to get her number like the second day after I was leaving for Kentucky because of her priorities. Priorities, she doesn't. Uh, she can't hang and won't be free till end of July. Would it be worth pursuing or let it go? FYI, Kentucky was awesome. Thanks, Connor. <laughs> what do you say? 
Just let it go, bro. Let it go, <laughs> let it go man. You gotta let it go. First off, who the fuck works out three times a day? It's a solid let it go. I mean, look, if she was into uh, you, she would. She could ditch a workout. Yes, that was the hardest thing for me to learn. Like, um, I think that fucking cheesy ass movie Hitch with Will. Uh, yeah, Will Smith. It, it actually it brought up some great and valid points. It's like anytime a girl is deflecting and stuff like that. Like, if a girl really likes somebody. They'll make the fucking time, no matter what. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, especially if they're really into somebody. So if someone just keeps reflecting, uh, or deflecting, I should say, uh, then chances are they're probably just not that. And what uh, I've yeah. learned, like, I'm sure he's, like, super sexually attracted to her and, and all that. And, impro- and I'm sure be, she knows oh, it. Man, yeah. And when they know it, it's like, look. You oh, got, she's working out three times a day. She knows most people are sexually attracted to her. probably the strongest vagina. Yeah, just know, grabs them with her power legs. 20-pound kegels. <laughs> Bend the metal Jerking bar with her badge. dick with her <laughs> pelvic or uh, PC muscle. I think. I think. Um, here's what I've learned. He's 29. Here's what I've learned. Like, look, 20 is too young. You, for you gotta. You gotta keep meeting hot women because a percentage of them will have the time for you. Yeah. And by hot, I mean whatever you find attractive, uh, physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, whatever you find attractive. There's gonna be some that that aren't they're just not into you they've just got something else going on and they probably appreciate the attention you give at the gym or whatever women are going right. to love being hit on i mean honestly when it's not in a creepy way they're going to love the compliment i mean and it's crazy to say that in today's environment but like they're going to yeah. love a, a normal a normal compliment from a guy um doesn't mean it doesn't mean you have the right to pursue her and it sounds like if she's not free till end of july literally i would say text her end of july like don't text her end of july like in something funny and, and you know as just like cast it out there yeah but don't expect anything more than maybe a good night of sex because if she's leaving and she's 20 dude like you don't you don't want to get involved in yeah. that 20 and especially that um physically focused um and find out what you like about her and just find another girl that might live in town well that and the worst thing you could possibly do is if uh is is keep in contact until that time like that's how you get deep level uh level five fucking friend zone level right five, there. that's a level five friend zone that's level five friend zone. yeah and sometimes you can spin out of it but it's not worth it i mean throw a text out but if she doesn't respond i i don't know i mean you could also build up some sexual chemistry through flirting if she really is busy but like don't expect anything more than a, than, than than a night of sex because you know i mean it doesn't sound like she's really available um if yeah. anyone likes uh, likes random advice, this is the place to get it because we've mm. got nothing uh, to gain from it, Connor. We're not your best friend being like, bro, go for it. Yeah, go bro, for it, bro. Smash that puss, bro. <laughs> broski. Connor, just do it, broski. Just <laughs> yeah. get in there. Just get in there and dig it out. Dig it out, bro. Bro, she's going to break your dick off of those pelvic floor muscles. Yeah, you know show saying, what a super clean looks like. <laughs> a clean and snatch, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You get down there on that ground and have a CrossFit all over your face. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Thanks so much for being like on it. the podcast today. I do. Thank you Where for Where can people me. follow you, find you? Uh, you can follow me. I'm pretty much at Clyburn comedy on everything right. uh and of course uh, uh come to fourth wall watch watch us seriously do, do if oh, it's like a special to, place if you people. live in the valley and want to go see how yes. comedy is born we have a secret the fourth wall is the dojo so if you want to come see a bunch of fucking trained killers working a, on their it's, craft it's a 10 it's a 10 seat 12 seat room hmm. that we we work on new jokes and and it's it's no surprise that a-list comedians want to be there because <laughs> it is a special place and um and it's got it's, this energy right now that is undeniable it's a like, dive off yeah. of the highway x7 
exit next it's to a, a sushi by place. A 7-Eleven. By a seven at, by an angry guy at seven eleven who always tries to upsell me on the second uh, pepperoni pizza. Yeah. He's like, do it for two dollars. I'm like, give it over, bring it to me. But it's a special place. I tell Tosh about it. I go, I'm performing in a tent, um, out you know, yeah. next to a homeless guy who's yelling. And it's and, and honestly, I could be Boy, like like the 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 emotional sort of like uh, happiness I felt after that Saturday three p.m. mic was just great because you know anyway yeah. sometimes it sucks like anything sometimes it's yeah. like ah that fucking bombed but sometimes yeah. it's really special and oh um, yeah and I'm, I'm lucky enough to work there and I, I host there um, five nights a week every day but Tuesday Thursday yeah. so so I'm everyone go follow. Uh, his social media and tell him you heard him here. Um, I got I got to shout out these dates. So I'm flying to New York tonight. I'm going to be doing shows. Um, what's the date? Uh, 26th and 27th in Brooklyn and New York Comedy Club. Nice. And then I've got a feature weekend the following week in um, at Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, which is going to be a ton of fun. I'll be doing long sets there. And that's like July... 6th and 7th it's that Friday and Saturday so nice. I'm, I can't wait to go home and spend some time with my family I'm going to record some podcast episodes uh, going to go you know just uh, enjoy uh, doing some shows in another part of the world or part of the country absolutely and um, yeah everyone uh, let, let us know what you think uh, write in sexactuallypodcast.gmail.com if you have any questions or comments and as always we love the reviews um, Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone tell Siri to uh, subscribe to Sex Actually Podcast literally all you have to do is tell Siri subscribe to the Sex Actually Podcast even if you listen on another device, uh, we're trying to ramp up our subscriptions and get featured. So I much appreciate that. And you know, there's, some, there's been so much love attached to this podcast lately that I'm Great. really happy to meet new people. I'm happy to have you on and to hear your story. And I and I I want to do another podcast episode with you someday, just talking about our glory days of football. Oh, I yeah. feel like we could like talk all day about that, and we didn't even get into that. We just oh, were yeah, sappy yeah. love language shit. I know. We but, just um, told the entirety of one relationship arc. So come back next time, and then I'm sure you and Tasha can talk about you know Skyline Chili or whatever shit you Ohio. Oh, yeah. Is that Ohio? Is that a Cincinnati <laughs> thing, right? Yes, too much exactly. cheese. No, no, it's, too much uh, cheese. It, it's uh, all over Ohio. We like our chili dogs and our uh, uh, inevitable constipation followed by aggressive oh, diarrhea. So, yeah, and somebody's listening statistically to this podcast with diarrhea from Skyline Chili. Oh, 100 fucking mind and their Percent. asshole yeah the, the the skyline chili is uh, feeling good at skyline time which i find ironic because after you eat skyline no one feels good best part <laughs> is after you drink your diet coke or whatever you get there they'll yeah. fill you up a to-go cup and oh, yeah. it's a great thing anyway <laughs> they're not a sponsor thanks for being on the show <laughs> that's our episode sex action podcast bye everybody bye that was a lot of fun, man. we could have gone two hours we always try to crack an hour, but when you're on the go live, we know it's... Oh, yeah, we had a duck. It's the Huxley.